Hello and welcome to the Chaffin Church Podcast. I hope that this recording, that we hear it, and I'm going to take a few minutes here and let you know that Ryan, my co-host, is not with us today. Should I tell, should I say why he's not with us today or would that be uh, gross? I'm here with a whole bunch of pastors. I would you would? I would. Al would. Dog people, I'm here with Al Dancy, who wants to tell everybody, but he's not going to, that Ryan is on a date. So, there we go. And uh, I'm here with Al Dancy, hey. who has been on several times. I'm also here with Pastor Corey Graves. Pastor Gra- Corey Graves, all the way from Vermont. He, you live in Keene, New Hampshire. Yes. You can't get quiet on me. You gotta be I'm that. Not, I'm not getting quiet. Come on, brother. You had that, like, cool, like, yeah. Come on, preacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all the way from Holden, Massachusetts. Because I first thought his name was Brad, I put down in my phone Brad Shiloh. And his actual name is Shiloh Bradshaw. But I literally thought your name was Brad Shiloh. <laughs> From the First Baptist Church. By the way, Corey, your what, what's your church called? Redemption Church. Redemption Church. Yeah. yeah come on. And uh, redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, Shiloh is at a Baptist church, <laughs> and he's joining me for the first time on the podcast. This is Corey. This is exciting. Great to be here, man. This is a new. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah. We, are, we are eating Chick-fil-A, so if you hear us smacking, uh, that's what it is. And then also, my dad has joined us uh, from Indiana, although he's here. And um, he, is, he was on one of our more popular episodes entitled, I think it was episode 13, maybe 11, entitled Marty versus COVID, which I thought was like cool. Probably wasn't cool to him at the time. <laughs> it wasn't, but I'm fortunate to be alive, and I thank God that I am alive, and it was God who brought me through it, and that means he's got more for me to do. That's right. Okay. So we were at, uh, we had a prayer meeting uh, tonight, specifically for Chapin Church, and I don't know, about, what, 10 pastors came? 11 uh, from around the area as well as several people from Chaffin and we prayed and uh, the pastors challenged the church <coughs> any thoughts do any of you want to share your thoughts on your first like your first thoughts on what happened tonight I have two thoughts alright Shiloh talk to me so Alan and I were talking earlier I was saying man I was, I was so blessed to be here I know the purpose was to pray for and challenge Chapman Church on the eve of your relaunch, but I honestly felt like, man, we all just ended up being challenged and prayed for. Like, all of us as, you know, the church and part of the same, you know, all part of God's family and all in in partnership for the kingdom together. Um, So, man, each word and prayer that was given also just ministered to my soul. Um, and And the other thing that I'm blessed by is we actually prayed. Um, <laughs> yeah? yeah? Why would that be? A, I mean, is that a shock? Did you, did you think we were not going to pray? No, 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 no. Like, and so I don't mean this. Uh, if 
this comes across arrogant. I, I hope it doesn't come across that way. It's not my goal. But I just like a lot of times we have like prayer meetings, and we eat, and we preach, and we read scripture, we have other conversation, and there's like like five minutes of prayer. You know what I mean? Like, like we we title something a prayer meeting, but we don't really get together to pray. Tonight, I felt like we really got together to pray, um, and like. Because, I mean, that, that has to be the, um, it's easy to, to put the name of prayer on a lot of things, but then get occupied with a lot of other things in the name of ministry, but, you know, prayer, and we give a lot of lip service to prayer, um, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm above it, um, it's a struggle, ministry gets busy, but, um, but uh, prayer has to be the, the fuel that drives everything like your, like your dad was saying, and so just to see that you called us together to pray, and that's what we actually did. We came together to, to pray. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was so powerful. Sorry about getting you guys all to stay tuned, please. Okay, so Alba is our, our events director, is asking us to pose okay. for a picture. Right. Okay. Uh, all right, cool. Do you guys have uh, your, any first thoughts? You know what? I uh, have spent uh, 49 years of my ministry uh, staying away from uh, gathering together with other pastors and other churches in this kind of format. And I was wrong about it. And uh, two years ago, I recognized that and some of it was based on how I was taught and how I was trained. Uh, but two years ago, I recognized that. And uh, I've been attempting to correct that, not only in my own life, but how I've reached out in my own community. And uh, last week, we sponsored at the Nazarene Church, uh, I was one of the two that put it together, a uh, conference on prayer. And our theme, we had 18 different denominations involved. And we had 25 pastors involved. And we came together with the thought of talking with people about how to develop a culture of prayer in our churches. Because as I stopped to think about it, you know, I had a class in school on evangelism and how to do it. I had a class in school on homiletics and how to preach, but I don't ever remember having a class on how to pray or how to develop a culture of prayer. Mm -hmm. Oh, we had, we had classes on some of the prayers of the Bible, and we broke apart the Lord's Prayer, but to teach believers and churches how to develop a culture of prayer and I've recently got involved in that, and I brought it to the uh, Ministerial Association, and they bought into it. And I just think, in our case, we took a step in really making a difference in our community as 18 denominations and 25 pastors came together to pray and, and to learn how to develop that culture of prayer uh, in our churches. And I think that's very possible, the same sense I felt tonight. Pastors coming together, uh, pastors 
praying together. Uh, that's how we're going to make a difference in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. You know, we if if we sat down, including you or me, Marty, we would all disagree on certain issues. And my dad, who's a pastor, always said, men have always argued about what the Bible teaches about certain issues, but the common denominator is Christ is the Son of God, yea, he's God, and the Bible is the Word of God. And around those things we can come together. And I think really make a difference, and I sense that here tonight at your church as pastors came together. Number one, there was a wonderful spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, there was excitement about what God's going to do. Uh, number three, I heard two or three of the pastors say they drove by this church and wondered when the doors were going to close. Mm. Well, this was a, not only a relaunch, but this was a dedication of what God started here and wants to continue to do in here. I was blessed by it, and uh, I, shared, I shared in our particular group how... I spent 49 years really not involved in something that I should have been. So this was this was an incredible thing tonight, and I was glad to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. yeah, so one of the things that um, that really stood out for me <clears throat> is this idea of um, God showing up in the ways that you don't expect Him to show up. So we were talking about this that. As young men, Marty and I have known each other for over 20 years. Um, we're old. <laughs> um, but uh, you said that. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so, I, but that that gives us the luxury of being able to look back and see the things that we, you know, the the dreams that we had, the passion that we had, what we how we envisioned God working in our lives and in ministry together, and all these things. And how God often shows up in ways that you weren't expecting it to be. You, th you, you made plans and then God had other plans that were way better. And, you know, we were part of a church not that long ago that um, we thought was like an answer to these prayers that we prayed as young Christians, mm. that God would bring revival and God would save, you know, people in droves. And, and it seemed like that was God's answer. We were like, yes. Yeah. And then we realized... It wasn't, and how devastating that was. And then to fast forward, you know, two plus years later, and see God answer that prayer for revival in a group of uh, men, group of leaders, other people as well, and see see people's hearts being knit together for for really a love of God and a love of the community. Um, that that's what really stood out to me is that again, man, and I. I You'd think that I'd get it through my head that God doesn't show up the way that I expect him to show up. Mm. And again, he does the same thing where he shows up in a way and shows me, hey, hey dude, <laughs> this is how I work. You're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna expect it, you're not gonna see it coming. And so uh, yeah, I was I was super super blessed to to be a part of this too. I think it was just wonderful to be the, the verse that came to my mind as just even hearing you guys share and talk about the impact of tonight upon you is uh, first off before I share that how good is it that God you come to minister and God ministers to you mm -hmm. yeah. 
mission field thinking that you're going to reach all these people and God grabs your heart and mm. does a work on you. But I was, I was, I'm just thinking Psalm 133, I think it's verse number one, how blessed, how pleasant and wonderful it is when brothers dwell together in unity. Mm. And it just, I mean, I saw some of the names of the churches coming up on there. Just, you know, some of those denominations are, well, I saw one of the denominations has the claim of being the fastest decreasing or the biggest decreasing denomination in America. And one of them is, is brought up for all kinds of challenges against their doctrinal positions and stuff like that. And yet there came up pastors that had a heart of gold. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you can't. How blessed it is, how pleasant it is when we dwell together in unity, when we come together over what matters. That is Jesus and him crucified. It's just a, it was good. Nice. Good. So what would you guys tell a church that is just starting off? I'll let you guys process this. What would you tell a church that is just starting off and then is quote relaunching even though it's 118 years old i mean that's like abraham and sarah relaunching after having isaac you know what i mean um <laughs> like how do you uh what would you tell a church um what advice would you give to that church as they start off the first thing that came to mind was like well, what would most people say? They'd be like, pack, you know, pack it up, pack it in, you know, like, that, I think that's what most people would say, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, you guys just need to hang it up. Enough's enough. Like, your parking lot's a mess, your roof was leaking, uh, you got a bunch of old people who go to your church, you're dying, literally and figuratively, um, you know, I mean, not to, right? Literally, Don't there, look were, at me. There, there were there were people, you know, and then I'm like, wow, that's what, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, worldly eyes would see, right? Worldly eyes, like eyes that are that, that are not made alive by the Spirit of God, would see that and go, they should just pack it up, like call it a day, nothing's gonna happen. And I remember we were at a conference a couple years ago and. It was this pastor, I think, from D.C. or Maryland, and he was talking about, he said, where's the best place to see a resurrection? In a graveyard. And so, huh. for, for this church, right, you can always expect God to work out. It's like the song we sang tonight, you know, you, you turn graves into gardens, right? Yep. We're, we're going we're gonna to see fruit as a result of the work and the prayer that has followed, that has come behind us for the last 118 years. And that, um, so my, my, just a challenge, right? Like, w w how would you challenge a church that's in a position like Chapin for this relaunch? And I would say, what you, the foundation that you built on, which was Christ crucified, the gospel and that proclaiming that to your, your neighbors, what's, what's the, um, the Chapin, uh, not mission statement, whatever they call it. Um, 
Working together? Working together, yeah. Just how's it, how's it go? Working together to spread the love of Christ, the gospel. Right, to spread the gospel, right? So I would say you started on this foundation of the gospel and sharing it with your community. Mm -hmm. Don't move off that foundation. Stay, mm -hmm. stay the course, stay on the, founda stay on the foundation you first built on. Don't pack it up. Good. I think uh, what I would tell a church is the reason we need to be resurrected is we spent too much time playing the church instead of being the church. And it's easy to play church. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in Africa one time and uh, there is in Zimbabwe a group of monkeys, I can't remember their name, but they mimic things that they see. And so we broke camp one night. We were out in the bush. We broke camp one night or one morning. And when we got back to camp that night, the, this particular family of monkeys had seated themselves on the logs that we ourselves seated ourselves on at night. And they were actually warming their hands at the fire like they saw us do, but there was no fire. And I thought, <laughs> I thought to myself, oh, man. boy, that pictures the church. <laughs> we just sort of go through the motions and mimic what we see without really having the fire of the Holy Spirit in the middle of all that. And we have got to be plugged into the power source I read about a group from Saudi Arabia that came to the United States. This was 50 years ago. And they uh, registered in a hotel in New York City. And what they were the most impressed with was running water. They could go to the faucet, turn it on, and out come running water. And what the proprietor of the hotel discovered when they left and went back to Saudi Arabia is that all of his faucets were missing. They had taken the faucets back to Saudi Arabia thinking all they had to do was turn on the nozzle and out would come water. Well, that's playing church. You know, we turn it on, mimic it without being plugged into the power source. And I think the best advice that I could give a church that's gonna resurrect itself or relaunch, because that's not easy. It's easier to give birth to something and to resurrect something. Mm. And so the best thing I think you could, advice you could give is, hey, we spent too long playing the church. Let's just be the church. And the foundation that uh, Al said is, has to be the gospel. That's by where it has by to the way, start. podcast over. Is it totally over? No, 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 no. I was saying, oh, okay. mic drop. And yeah, let's and mic drop. What, what else can be said after that? You know what? I we could just hang it up. Actually, the good news though, oh Shiloh is now you don't have to worry about having to go home and plan your message <laughs> because you have to remember the time that you were in Zambia. <laughs> <laughs> Zimbabwe. 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 So a couple years ago, I was in Zimbabwe. <laughs>
All right, no, your story is Zambia. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, that's all I got to do, so it's not plagiarism. Just change the country. <laughs> I have been to Mozambique, so one time I was in Mozambique. Okay. All right, that's hilarious. Mr. Corey Graves, you got anything for me? The thing that, the thing that came to my mind when you first asked the question is just an old saying that I heard years ago. I have no idea where it comes from, but the challenge that I have for any, which is for all of us churches, is we tend to forget to dance with the lady that brought us. We oftentimes, we start out, whether it be a, a new birth as a church or a relaunch, and we're, we're desperate, and we're, we're calling out to God, we're praying, maybe even fasting. Um, we may have even given up coffee for a week. Um, whatever it is, we, we tend to get serious about it, and then we drift away from that seriousness, and we forget to dance with the lady that brought us in the first place. And, and in the beginning, when we're doing those things, we see God move. We see God do all kinds of things. And then we, we wander in the wilderness of life, and we tend to get distracted, and we get off point. And I, so I think the big thing is, I mean, the things that are, in the, that, you, that are important in the beginning are always important. God loves to hear from his children. He loves to hear the call and the cries of his children out to him. He calls us to be humble, which is a dependence upon him. And, you know, we know the, we know the scripture. I mean, unless he builds the church, we labor in vain. So, I mean, he's the Lord of the harvest. Wow. Yeah, that's good. We just got to continue to turn to him. And it seems too simple, but that's exactly what it is because it's not about us. So just keep dancing with the lady that brought you. It's good advice for husbands, by the way. <laughs> Very good advice. <laughs> Shiloh, I'm sorry you had to follow those two. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm super, super sorry. I might use, I'm, I'll give full credit, but I, can, I, can I use that story tomorrow? <laughs> I, might, I might actually use that story. It, might, it fits in with, with you know, what the pastor <laughs> I will give full full credit. <laughs> yeah, make sure you give full credit. Martin uh, Holman Martin told Holman. you this story. Yes. Gotcha. Oh. <laughs> oh my. You use it. You want. Um, what would I say? I mean, essentially, I mean, essentially, a couple of things. One, first of all, is, is similar to what um, uh, what Corey and, and your dad um, have already said. And, too, but it, just what I said tonight to, to you all is um, that knowing um, a challenge would be that knowing Jesus more and more and more stays the first pursuit. That it can be easy for him to still be there, but to become a secondary pursuit or a third pursuit or that he now becomes the stage for the purpose of building the church rather than the church being a stage to exalt Christ. And so, um, in all things, just continuing to let your primary pursuit, um, knowing Jesus more deeply, more intimately, and, and, um, and just continue to walk with him steadfastly in that. 
second thing, um, yeah, just being um, kind of along hand in hand with that, just staying co completely grounded in the Word and attentive to the Spirit and being willing to respond to the Spirit, even when it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know, he just So, all right, so let's talk for a minute. Like, God kind of inspired you all to do this letter writing campaign. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it didn't work out. Right. Right. So you can look at that as like, well, what the heck, man? Like, there's so much wasted time, so much whatever. But who knows? Like, the point is, is you are still being faithful and obedient to what God called. And who knows what God will still do with that. Yeah. Right? And so don't discount things either when they fall through or don't work out the way you expected them to. Or two, if God just has something to that doesn't make sense right away, um, man, trust Him and follow, follow what He's leading you. Um, and uh, um, it may not fit with our plans and our vision of what how we think we're supposed to go about something, but He knows He, he knows what He's doing better than, than we do. So, um, so yeah. Awesome. I th one of the things I was thinking about, and, and I probably will say this, and feel free to push back on this, actually. Uh, I think I would say to get energized by taking care of one another as opposed to taking care of the organization. Yes, come on. And there are specific and many scripture passages that Paul shares for the church on taking care, bearing one another's burdens, taking care of one another. And scripture has very little to say about a church organization, right? Of course, there are some, there are some ways that church governance and that, that, that Paul talks about, but that church governance doesn't really refer necessarily to um, the way we are to take care of it. Um, and I think so many times Paul is talking about the church and we say, well, the church is the people. But then our actions say something very different. And I, you know, there, I, Chaffin was struggling. Right, they were struggling. They struggled in, in leadership before. There wasn't a lot of it, and at least it wasn't healthy. Uh, but one, of, two of the things they did is they every month they were busting their tails with food and coat drives, mm -hmm. right? And they're 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 killing it that way. And then the other thing they did is they gave regularly and had every month gave to uh, a parish fund, a benevolence fund, and I had seen that a lot. And, but they were taking care of one another with that. Uh, and, and I think, I, I think, you know, they hadn't been to one another's homes, right? There was 15 people and I could tell that they were, it was like once a week at times. Um, but they were really, they really pushed this idea of taking care of one another. And I think that was very, Christ-like of them. Um, and, you know, Jesus said, um, you know, they'll, you'll know 
they, they'll know that you will love me if you uh, take care. Or, they'll know if you love me, help me out. They'll know that you're Christians by your love. By your love. You love one another. By how you love one another. There you go. I need, thank you. And um, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of churches go the way of just being nasty to each other. And, and no wonder why a lot of times Christians or people outside of the faith are like, what? And it's very, um, very daunting. You know, Marty, what you just said, though, shows why we need each other. Um, I had an evangelist that I ended up working with challenged me one time to have a community-wide meeting. And here was my proud, arrogant statement to him. Well, a united campaign means that we've got to work together with other churches, but I'm the only church in town that believes the Bible. You well, said that? I said that. That is an arrogant, What year was proud, that? It was 1989. This is when the Lord started working in my heart about this. And this evangelist said to me, come on, Marty. He said, I know that's what we've been taught. But he said, that's just not true. And let's just work at this to see what God does. And so I put, I knew all those guys. I've been in that town 15 years. And we, in a city of 1,600, uh, we had 1,000 people there. On Sunday morning, we had six or seven hundred in the fairgrounds at night. And here's what I discovered: I discovered that our emphasis on evangelism, some of the other churches needed, but I needed some things that they were good at. I needed that type of thing, you know, where they went out and brought coats and food to people and helped people in need. I needed that. That's why we found that. Boy, coming together, uh, we could benefit from each other's strengths. Where I was weak, they may be they may be strong, and so that's why I've become a believer in what you did here tonight. And and uh, because we, the truth of the matter is, uh, as God's people, we need one another, and uh, uh, and that's why it's important. Chafin Church, even though they were uh, lacked some leadership. And even though they were declining in membership, they had some strengths that they could share. They shared them. And God brought somebody along that could provide the things they needed. And so that's, I think, important to remind the church tomorrow as, as you present your challenge. Let's keep doing some things that, that you did, but let's begin to continue to add to it and, and make us the church that God wants us to be, not the church that that we've been. Let's continue to grow. And, you know, I've seen a lot of churches grow in number. That doesn't make a church strong. What makes a church strong is when members begin to grow. And when members begin to grow, you know, God will supply the numbers. I think it's dangerous. I think I'm out of an independent Baptist uh, crowd. And numbers have pretty much destroyed our group because that's where the emphasis was placed. And uh, uh, the challenge is, let's take the gospel to the ends of the earth. That should be the challenge. Hmm. Well, I want to be uh, cognizant of your time.
And, uh, but I want to thank you guys for being here. It has been a, an honor. I hope the recording works out. Not, not only for now, but even for being here for the prayer time before. And uh, a couple things. If you, this is the Chaplain Church podcast. If, um, if you have a minute, go ahead and rate and review this. Subscribe on YouTube to our podcast. Although this is not going to be on YouTube. Uh, this is, will just be on the podcast um, format, Spotify or Apple. Uh, anything else? Uh, I think that's it. You can always uh, help support us by giving at chaffin.church slash giving. Or uh, you can text your giving by writing in any dollar amount to 84321. It's that simple, my friends. Seriously, Shiloh, do it right now. No. <laughs> Just kidding. So uh, Shiloh, Bra Shiloh Bradshaw from First Baptist, Corey Graves from Redemption Church, and Martin F. Holman from Retired Church. Should I say Hillcrest? Whatever you want. Whatever I want. Do I want to bring up the uh, message you preached in 1971 called Rock Music Through the Eyes of a Preacher and you did it through Daniel? The book of Daniel? No, I don't. <laughs> I'd give a little, extend a little grace here. <laughs> Always grace. Thank you guys. Any parting words? This is great, man. I really appreciate you uh, inviting us to be a part of this, calling us together. Um, I think the significance, um, as much of an honor as it is to do this for a chaplain, I think the significance is greater um, what happened here tonight. And uh, man, thanks for uh, you and I together for forcing me to stay here to be part of the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I think I speak for all of us. We're, we'll be praying tomorrow Amen. as you Amen. relaunch uh, this uh, service in this church. Uh, it, for me, it's going to be a great honor to be here, but all of us will be praying that the Lord will add his blessing to it. Amen. I just, I just want to say, man, we, uh, I, know I don't even know all of you. I just know a handful of you, but uh, we love you. Love you, Chapman Church. Yeah. All right, all. Well, Hey, this has been Chaffin' Good News. Now go and give some out.